Mom. Mic check, mic check. Okay, so these mics are hot. I got to test them. All right. So you talk first. Hello. Okay, no, keep talking. Well, Gwen, if you go to sleep over there, <laughs> there's going to be trouble because I'm going to put my finger in your mouth while you're sleeping. Okay? And what you say about that? Tell, tell me your name. Uh, my name is Reginald Murphy. Oh, listen, you about to do the whole class. I, I am a cancer survivor. Oh, we about to talk about it. Um, oh, no, we're going to get on it. Oh, we got, <laughs> we got questions. Um, <laughs> now you. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, that's what she's gonna do. I told I you. I am so sleepy and tired. Mom, keep talking. I'm sleepy <laughs> and I'm tired, and I hope my eyes can stay open. <laughs> All right, tell me your name. Gwendolyn Murphy. Is that how you gonna talk? Every <laughs> <laughs> time you get around you, she get. Gwendolyn get Murphy. Thank you. Jeez, my knees. I've been waiting for a month of Sundays. You better come to the house. Hello, church. No, you see me bringing all this stuff to the house? Mm. No, ma'am. I mean, your living room would have looked really nice <laughs> on the video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nevertheless, you ready? All right, I'm going to do my intro. Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good people, what is up? It is your girl, Yolanda Murphy, back with another episode of this Exceptional Journey podcast where my goal is to inspire, empower, and ignite you to live your best life. How have you been? I feel like it's been forever. Um, if this is your first time, welcome. Welcome. And if this is not your first time, girl, how you been? Wasn't that last podcast just simply amazing? I know, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but either way it goes, as always, thank you so much for clicking over to my little corner of the podcast world and rocking with your girl just for a little bit. As you can tell from the title, we have some amazing people in the building, if I say so myself. But as always, before I get to them, let me plug my social media. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at This Exceptional Journey. And find me on Twitter at TEJ Podcast. Hit me up, questions, comments, suggestion. I want to connect with you. Even use that hashtag as well, TEJ Podcast. So, guys, I know you don't want to hear my voice. You want to hear from these two beautiful people. Um, and I'm just going to preface the conversation by saying my mom is tired, okay? Thank you so much, uh, Gigi, for being on the podcast. You're welcome, daughter. <laughs> so as you can tell from the title, my parents finally are on a podcast episode. I'm not even going to tell you how long I've been trying to get these babies on the podcast. I'm not even, I'm not even going to tell you. How long has it been? Since the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Since October. Well, I asked them like in September. When I first told y'all I wanted to do a podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, I want you guys to be like the first guest. 
and here we are. But nevertheless, we ain't gonna cry for spilled milk. Guys, Reginald and Gwen Murphy. <sighs> My parents are in the building. If you wanna know why I am the way I am, look at these two people right here. They are the sole purpose. They are the reason why. Don't do that, mom, don't do that. <laughs> don't be acting like I'm not just like you. You are. <laughs> yeah, run out with her mouth. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> We're so good at it, aren't we? That's why the podcast is just a perfect fit for me. So anyway, I have my parents in the building for a, a various amount of reasons. Number one, um, my dad is also a cancer survivor. He had prostate cancer, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but I thought it was a very unique spin um, to put my mom specifically on the podcast because she's a co-survivor, and probably as you guys have have been able to tell already, um, I've rolled out at this point what I'm calling the co-survivor series. You've probably already seen um, or listened to podcasts where I have cancer survivors, but then I rolled out um, a series called the co-survivor co series where it talks about people who either take care of people with cancer um, and, you know, talk about their, their journeys with whether it's young people, older people, what have you, but just talk about their experience on the other side of cancer. And my mom actually took care of my dad and me at the same time such a trooper she's amazing so we're gonna get right into it so dad first tell me your story about um with tell me your story with uh, prostate cancer well i was diagnosed with cancer in the summer of 2015. oh yep i remember that and i didn't know what to think when he told me it was positive right I mean, who really knows? Like when you then, get cancer. I said, how soon can you do it? Right. Then he told me, he said, there's three stages. Mm. I can get it frozen. I can have it seed. I can have it removed. Mm -hmm. After hearing the three different ones, I said, take it out. Absolutely. Because I don't want the side effects. Mm. Uh, the side effects, one of them is you have to get chemo. Mm. And I don't want to go through that because I see my friend go through it and mm. uh, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I had mine removed in December of 2015. Mm -hmm. This December will be four years clean. Amazing. And my wife, he took care of me while I was recuperating. Yes, she takes care of all of us. She's amazing. But, um, she, think, but she thinks she's a doctor. <laughs> I mean, she does, and it's okay. She's seen a lot, you know. It's all right. All moms, they are super women, and they do think they know everything. Mm -hmm. However, so 2015, you were diagnosed, um, and then you had it removed in December 2015. Mm -hmm. um, so you said you were, of course, nervous. You just wanted to have it out, have it done. Do you regret that? Um, no. No? I still have problems, but I'd rather have those problems. Than the alternative. Yeah, than the other side effects. Because, you know, going through chemo, you know, I know. It was not fun. And I'm mm -hmm. glad, for, for my sake, I'm glad mm -hmm. you didn't do that. Because I don't know if I could have been able to see you that way, mm -hmm. to be honest. But I'm grateful. So I'm just going to tell you guys, because this is just how my dad works. <laughs> this is how my dad told me he had cancer. Mm -hmm. You ready? So we were at, um, who was it? Uh, we were at that hall in East McKeesport. And we came outside. We were in the parking lot at the end of oh, at, uh, somebody's birthday party. I think that was one of the, one of the kids' uh, baby shower. Or did their uh, 
Was it a baby shower? It was their Christina's bridal shower. Her bridal shower. Yes. So we were coming out. The fe- on your on Cora Street. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We were coming out of this building. We had just cleaned up. We were done with the party. Everyone's loading into their cars. The only people that are left is our family. Like my dad, my mom, my cousin. And we're chilling. I'm putting stuff in the car. My dad comes over and says, oh, um, did your mom tell you I got cancer? I said, I'm, wait, time. I, I mean, how do you be prepared for that? How, how do you, pre- and you don't, you can't prepare for that. So it was my very first bout with just having to suck it up and be like, okay, so what are we going to do? And that was basically my next questions. You know, do you have to have surgery? Do you have to do blah, 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 blah. And yeah. So here we are four years. Yes. And it's just beautiful, isn't it? Look at him. He's amazing. Um, so prostate cancer and it's common, right? In men. Yes, common in men, but most, be honest with you, most black men, mm-hmm. well, that's they don't want to get, yeah. they don't want to get their prostate checked. Yeah. For once, for one simple reason. Wow. They don't want nobody back there. I mean, I get it. That's that's the main reason. I mean, I mean that's truthful though. First thing they say, anybody going back there? Well, I mean, I get mm-hmm. it, I get it. And then, I mean, let's also be honest. A lot of black men don't like to go to the doctors either. Like, period, at all. I don't mind going. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, you can talk. You have yes, a microphone. Yes, we do know. <laughs> no, every time I turn think. around, my dad has a doctor's appointment. I'm like, oh, where's daddy? I just oh, came girl, from he one coming day. from the doctor's. We know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> every time I turn around, he's coming from a doctor's appointment. Hmm. But that's good, though. That's not a bad thing. I'd rather you be going than not going. So I'm not complaining. Let him go. I am. <laughs> Wait, your mom hate to go to the doctor. <laughs> well, she doesn't have to go as often as you, Dad. You have some extenuating circumstances yes many <laughs> very many 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 let's not even get started with the hips let's no not problems. do it yeah okay no anyway um so you know that was a brief synopsis um of his journey thus far he had his prostate completely removed and that was your choice i mean i think one of the important things when dealing with cancer is you have a choice like some people you know doctors are like well this is what i would suggest well no what are my options like don't tell me what i should do but what are, what are my options? And you said you think you made the best one for you, and I'm grateful because, ooh, I don't know if I would have been able to see you on chemo. I don't think I would have been able to do that because. Think my hair to fell out. Um, first of all, I'm not even talking about the hair because <laughs> we all know that when men get sick, it's the end of the world. Like mm-hmm. literally, like the world yes. is falling apart. Absolutely. It is the end times. I don't this baby. So I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Um, so then we all know, of course, um, you got your, um, prostate out December, 2015. You went back to work in January, 2016. And what happened? I messed up my knee <laughs> the first day back to work. The first day y'all, <laughs> the first day back to work. Me and my mom were like, I can't believe it. What? I got a phone call. My mom was like, yep, your dad. <laughs> no, I think either Bozo or Kenny called me. And they were like, your dad was down laying on the Ave. I said, he was doing what? Yes. Oh my gosh, y'all. The first day back to work. I That's said, you know what? It's time for you and to sit it down. And the first day I was getting ready to go and start uh, working out at the gym. You know what? <laughs> we're still trying to get her in the gym, y'all. Don't, don't let her fool you. She, I mean, I, I hear well, your... Well, I she, hear your... she was at the gym because I, I couldn't get her. I was at the gym. I couldn't get in touch uh, with her. because she was working out. I'm like... Uh, I had my mind made up. You know what? <laughs> I had my mind made up. <laughs> Went but downhill. She's she been back mm-hmm. twice since then. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying, guys. We're still trying to get her in the gym. We're still trying. Um, well, look, we all trying to get back in the gym, okay? Hello. 
Um, but no, that was so crazy. I was like, what do you mean he was, he fell. And then I talked to my dad. I was like, well, what do you mean? I just felt like, what? So his first day back to work, after going through prostate cancer, having it removed, yet again, he faced something else. And the reason I bring that up is because he fell in January. You had, what kind of knee surgery was it? I don't know. They had, it's called something. Uh, was it with your ligaments? No, it was the tendon. The tendon. Pulled away from the bone. Okay. So whatever that surgery is called, y'all probably know. They had to put a screw in it. Mm, he's just got metal everywhere. Goodness gracious. Metal everywhere. Literally. Um, so he had that surgery. He fell in, it was like at the top of January, right? January, no, it was end of January. End January, of January. January 26th. Okay. So January 26th, that's what happened. He had his surgery, like short. No, I had surgery on February 3rd. Okay. So we're putting it, I'm putting, I'm painting the picture if you, if you get my drift. So he had surgery February 3rd, right? So to kind of pinpoint or, or tie together my story, um, I felt my lump. I had just moved into my new place um, January of 2016, but I wasn't living here yet. I was still going back and forth bringing stuff for like the first two weeks of January. And I want to say either the beginning of the third week um, or the fourth week, um, I was here in my apartment. I was, you know, watching TV or doing something and I felt a lump. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I have a, an appointment at the end of January. You know, I won't get myself worried. I won't, you know, pump up the, the, the you know, my emotions. So I said, I'll just wait until I go. So I waited, got my little appointment. And the Ghani felt it too. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, I feel that. And I was like, okay, we're not. So what's, what's next? What, what, you know, what do we have to do? Literally the next day I had a mammogram, a 3D mammogram and an ultrasound. Um, and then, so the, I don't know if I told y'all this, the, um, person who does the ultrasound, like, I guess it's the uh, technician, technician, what have you. Um, she, and it was the end of the day and she was like, I'm going to be honest. She said, this does not look good. Like that mm. next day. And I was like, okay, now mind you, let, let's paint the picture. I told no one. I told absolutely no, because I didn't want to, I didn't want people, I didn't want y'all to have to worry if it wasn't anything, you know what I'm saying? Like it could have been fat. Cause I'm she going to worry as always. <laughs> um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good to worry about your family members. But so I just was like, okay, let me just see how this works. And you know, let me see what happens. So she said, it doesn't look good. We need to do a biopsy. She was like, can you, you know, do you want to do it? I said, absolutely. Let's see what, you know, whatever. But it's all the people who did the biopsy had left for the night. So she said, can you come back tomorrow? I said, are you kidding me? Of course, I'll be here like the first person in the morning. So I went back the next morning. They did the biopsy, which so happens to be a Friday. It was, I want to say, either the first Friday of February or the last Friday of January. However, that worked out in 2016. And I had to wait the weekend. And that's when I told y'all on Sunday, remember? And I said, I'm not going to try to, um, you know, tell y'all, you know, but this is what's going on. And we were all over my parents' house. I think I told this story on a podcast before and we were all over your house and RJ was there and I was like, all right, y'all, this is what it is. And while you remember your response, no. <laughs> so my, by this time, my dad was back home, I believe. And my mom's response was, I can't take anything else. Oh, yeah. You remember you said that? I do remember that. Um, yes, and it just, it just broke my little heart because I was like, I mean, 
it's not looking good. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, um, okay. Well, I, I knew, if I'm honest, I knew from there. First of all, I kind of already knew it was cancer because how was the tech going to say to me, it doesn't look good? Mm-hmm. She was like, there's too many ridges. It's not smooth. It doesn't look like a cyst. I was like, okay. So I kind of mentally prepared myself for that. Mm. So when my mom said that to me, I was like, okay, I need to prepare to be strong. Because at the end of the day, my mom already got enough stuff going on, you know, with my dad and, you know, whatever. So I found out that Monday, I had to work, wait the whole weekend. They caught me on Monday. I don't know if y'all knew this as well. I was at work. Um, I tucked away into like a little conference room and she was like, here, Yolanda, write this down. This is what you have. This is the stage. This is what it's called. Um, and I was like, Okay, and guess what I did? Cried. Went right back to work. <laughs> ah, mm. Went right back, because I didn't know how to process it. I didn't know how to be like, oh, snap, I'm 36 with cancer. So I just processed it, and then my mom texted me like a couple days later and was like, did you hear back? And I was like, oh. uh, yes. So mm. I told her, and I was like, you can tell whoever, you know, whatever, whatever. So I say all of that to say at the same time my dad was going through what he was going through, I was just diagnosed. And from there, it was kind of like a whirlwind. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen all of the pictures of my mom going to all my appointments with me, even the ones where she was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I caught them all. Um, But it's been kind of a whirlwind. I mean, here we are four years out for you, dad, three years out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so mom, I mean, now that, you know, we've kind of painted the picture of where we all were at the time, what was going through your mind? Like I said, can I take any more? <laughs> but I mean, you took it though. You gotta remember, yeah, you gotta remember one thing, boy. You know what? God never put on you too much that you can't yeah, bear. Yeah, and that's really what kept me was God and being faithful to him mm-hmm. that he will not give you any more than you can bear. Mm-hmm. So I just think that with him, I was able to get through it mentally. Mm-hmm. But I knew I needed to be strong for you mm-hmm. and for Dad. Mm-hmm. So it just, and I needed to be there. Mm-hmm. I knew the only thing I could do is just be there. Mm-hmm. And that's no, really what no, I did. She took, I, she took uh, Yuki's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is stuff they don't, talk, they don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> tell yeah. me about it, Dad. Tell yeah, me about behind closed doors. Every time she turns around, oh, I hope they don't take her breasts off. Oh, uh, well, I don't know what I want to do if she something happened to her. Oh, Mom. Mm. Oh, Mom. <laughs> See, I told you we love each other. <laughs> um, I can only imagine. Here's the thing. I, me and my friend were just talking about this the other day. The process or the order is supposed to be that you pass away before your children. Right. So I can only imagine because um, one of my um, friends, she works in an oncology office mm-hmm. and she's like early 30s. Um, and I said, can you imagine? She said, we sometimes have like 14 year olds come in and, and what have mm-hmm. you. And I was like, can you imagine if that was your son? And she like kind of stopped abruptly and she was like, no. Mm-hmm. She was like, I can't even I can't even imagine that happening. So that's why, excuse me, that's why I thought it was a very interesting twist to our story Mm -hmm. because daddy just got done going through what he was going through. And then here's something brand new, brand spanking new. And here's the thing, y'all, like a lot of people come up to me and say, oh my goodness, Yolanda, like even remember we used to go to the doctor's offices and it would be like, you're always smiling. I mean, our faith in God, of course. Mm Mm-hmm. Was, was number one. Without him, we wouldn't have gotten through anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I needed to be strong for you because I knew, you know, everything that, that was going on. 
Um, but at the end of the day, like we knew we had each other. You know what I mean? We knew that at the end of the day, like I can't tell y'all how many times people would be like, you look so happy and you because I'm secure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I wasn't, I mean, to be honest, and I would tell people all the time, I'm not worried. Like, mm-hmm. and I, same yeah. thing, I, same thing I told you. What? That you wasn't worried. Every time I was going in for surgery, mm-hmm. the hip or whatever yep. it was, you said, Dad, ain't you scared? I said, no. Yeah, I would ask you that every time. Because yep. I would be nervous, shaking yeah. like a no. tree. Well, that's, the I, first time. Yeah. The first time, because I wasn't that close. Right. To God. Right. But I said, no. I said, uh, I said if he wanted me, he took me Listen. on that bridge. He took me on the bridge. Let's not talk about the bridge because this baby running down the bridge. We'll get to that in a second. But what were you about to say, Mom? No, I was saying that you probably were stronger than me. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't realize that, but you Mm-mm. were because you were so positive mm. and everything where I know negative. my mind. You were negative. I was like. Thinking the worst. Not prepared for it. Right. But by you being so strong, that made me stronger. Mm, well, it worked. See? It and, worked because that was the whole you know, point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would have moments. But even when I would tell, like, people at church mm-hmm. or, you know, I would be like, okay, first things first, I'm okay. I would always open the conversation by, I'm all right, mm-hmm. but I have something to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be like, you know, I have breast cancer. I remember very vividly um, telling a few people at church and, Trini being one of them, and he, like, stopped dead in his tracks. And I was like, I'm okay, though. And he, I was like, you can't cry. And I would tell people, like, mm-hmm. you cannot cry. I said, do you see me crying? I'm not crying. You are not allowed to cry. Now, a parent is different, though. A parent, <laughs> I mean, that's different. But, I mean, I'm grateful, though. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that me being strong, because that was the whole point. I didn't want you to have to feel like, you know what I mean, this was a whole nother burden or a whole nother mm-hmm. battle. You know what I mean? No, I don't think it was a, it wasn't a burden. It was just a, um. Kids are never a burden. No, never. Um, it was just a, um, grieving, maybe Mm -hmm. grieving in my heart that it happened to you Mm -hmm. at your age as to it happening to me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just, it, it was more or less that, you know, sometimes you want, Things that happened to you because know, we lived a long time mm-hmm. where our children we want them to experience life mm-hmm. more. So I think that's really what it was more okay. than anything. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean because parents do want you know they mm-hmm. would rather take the pain of their children and mm-hmm. that makes sense. Oh, that's because I know I don't know how my mother do it. Did it? No, legit. <laughs> you guys, if you've never heard me talk about my dad's side of the family, my dad is one of ten children. He's the ninth of ten, which means all of his siblings will, they're all of them except one have passed away, mm-hmm. and she's the oldest. My no, aunt. I got two. Two. Who? Uncle Herbie. He's younger than you, though. And two. No, but I said of the ones who are older oh, than you. Oh yeah. On two is the only one that's left. Yeah. Um, and my grandma's still kicking. Granny's she just turned ninety eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's still alive and well, and all of her children except three have passed away. I have no idea how she's done it. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't even imagine. So, but I, what I'm grateful for is the fact that in all of us facing what we faced, um, and then to, to kind of add insult to injury, um, a, um, a couple that my mom and dad are close to, 
the husband also got diagnosed with breast cancer right out. I mean, breast cancer got diagnosed with prostate. prostate cancer right after I was diagnosed. So it was a whole whirlwind. Um, and then on BJ was diagnosed in 14. Before you? Yeah. Before daddy. Before me. Yeah. Before, but after you. No, no before. No, before. before yeah, 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 yeah. Before daddy. Right. So she, my on BJ, which is my mom's sister, was diagnosed in 2014. My dad was in 15. I was in 16. And then so was Mr. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Um, and literally, I mean, can you attest that it's definitely tested our faith? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Or grew you stronger? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I listen. Yeah. I tell people all the time, and I mean, Dad, you can probably attest to this because it's one thing to have a foreign entity in your body, but when something mm-hmm. on the inside is trying to kill you, literally, that's what cancer is. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is trying to kill you. Um, and of course, that's why they give you poison and, you know, chemo. I mean, it, it kills the cells, but it kills a lot of stuff as well. But um, you're just never the same. You are never the same. And <clears throat> speaking from a young adult standpoint, um, not being married, not having children, um, excuse me, just the whirlwind of what cancer is. It takes, it throws you for a loop. It mm-hmm. literally throws you for a loop and you have to learn this new normal. We always talk about the new normal mm-hmm. and how, you know, like you, like you said that, like you're not the same as you were before. Mm-hmm. You have issues because of it. You're grateful you have these ones instead of the other mm-hmm. ones, but you're still not the same. Nope. And it's not, That's I mean, true. it's not a walk in the park. It's not a walk in the mm-hmm. park. If, it, if anyone ever thought it was, it's, it's not a walk in the park. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's it's really tested. How would you say, Dad, that it, it grew your faith? Oh, I had the faith after that accident. The car accident. That the car accident. So let's talk about the car accident. The car, quick, the, the car accident was two thousand and four. Yes, the car accident. So my dad is a courier. Well, was a courier, and he was coming home from work late one night, and the weather was horrible. I had gotten home. I think I was coming from one of the cousins' houses in Braddock that night. And the weather was already horrible. I, I think I got home at like one in the morning. Weather was horrible. My dad was coming home a little after me. And some man, head on collision, he was on a bridge by their house. And, he, the, you know, the gentleman was coming towards him and he slid, right? Slid right into you? Right into me. Head on collision. Um, so, first of all, tell us the extent <laughs> of your injuries. Well, I had <laughs> a dislocated hip. Y'all, this hip. Go ahead, Dad. It was like I hanging. A, I had a broken arm. Shattered mm-hmm. arm. He's not had, telling the details. I had a cracked rib. Oh, and what else? And I couldn't find my eyeglasses. That was the worst thing. <laughs> so let's get let's so let's talk about the injuries. This man. So we were supposed to be going on vacation in two weeks. In two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. So we get the call because the company's name was on the side of my dad's truck. So someone called and said, "Hey, number truck so and so was in a car accident. They called my mom." My mom comes in, she wakes me up and I don't know. I just never thought it was that serious because I was like, not my dad. Cause he's Superman. Like my dad has always been healthy. He's always been on the go. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, he's in a little car accident. We'll go pick him up. He'll get a checkup and we'll come back home. No, y'all. No, <laughs> that was nowhere near what happened. So we're coming across the bridge. How long did you think, how long did they say mom? It was since the accident that they called you. It wasn't, it couldn't have been that long. It wasn't that long. Because we literally, where their house is, is right where the bridge is. Todd. Todd. Yeah, he called. Listen, Mm -hmm. this baby comes and wakes me up. So we throw clothes on. 
Um, and we're driving across the same bridge that my dad was in an accident, right? So of course traffic is backed up because there's ambulances, there's fire trucks, all of this stuff. This baby, <laughs> my mom, so she sees, like she's, you know, rushing like, oh my goodness, I hope he's okay. And we're saying all of this stuff in the car. I'm still half asleep if I'm honest because to, I didn't, I just wasn't worried. I don't know what, I just thought my dad, he's fine. He, you know, no y'all, no. So my mom stops. <laughs> Instead of pulling the car down to where the ambulances and stuff are, this baby stops in the middle of the bridge. <laughs> it was something out of a movie. She stops in the middle of the bridge and goes bolting down the bridge. And I'm like, mom, like what? So I have to run after her, right? We get down there, there's an ambulance um, EMT down there. And you know, my mom is hysterical and they're like, she's like, where's my husband? This is my husband's truck, whatever, whatever. And she's like, they just took him in the ambulance. They're taking him here. Um, you know, mercy. you can find him. To his mercy. mercy. At mercy. I don't know why. Um, so we're like, okay, so now we got to run back down the bridge <laughs> to get in the car. And then, of course, we get to mercy. My dad is in the emergency room. And they have, you know, all of this stuff on him. Still got the neck brace on. Um, his arm is laying across his chest. Mm -hmm. leg across um, the leg and across his the leg chest. is literally across and his And they um, wouldn't let me see you. They no, not, I thought we went in. They would not let me see him. Originally, when we got there, right? They wanted, they didn't want you to see the horror. Because mm -hmm. his hip, y'all, it 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 wasn't just dislocated; it was shattered, like it was hanging, like it was horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, so once they finally like got him together enough so that we can come in, what is what was the first thing you said, Dad? I know you remember. Sorry about your vacation. Yes. <laughs> he talking about vacation. <laughs> I'm looking at this man laying on this gurney and all of the stuff they told us he had. He talking about vacation. I said, you know what? I can't stand you. Mm -hmm. um, but that's actually where his journey started oh, with his surgery. I suppose your vacation for that year. Dad, I mean, you then were still alive. Then the following year, your, your aunt and your mom tried to burn down the resort. Oh, my gosh. We have so many family <laughs> stories, y'all. No, legit. And then I remember the picture with Nana with the blanket on her head. <laughs> We have stories. If you ever want to know, hit me up. I'll definitely let you know. Ooh, goodness. Um, but I say, I bring up that story to show you how strong my dad really is. Like he's, I mean, we all are, don't get me wrong. We all come from stuff that just make you sit back and be like, oh wow, I went through that. Like that really happened. And then from there, my dad has had four other hip replacements. Uh, yeah. Five. I have, no, five. five, including the first, the first one. The first one, the first one's a, the first one was yes, they just tried to repair it. Okay. Then the Second, third, fourth, and fifth was with replacement and revisions. Right. Stuff was recalled, mm -hmm. y'all. We still waiting. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a check. If I don't get it, if I don't get it, one y'all get it. Right. I was gonna say. <laughs> so I, you know, I again, I just bring that up to show that the strength of my parents, the strength for them to endure, you know, everything that's gone on so far, you know, that just from stuff I can remember. I'm, we ain't even go back to when I was little. Let's not even go there. Um, but these past, what, 10 years, 5, 10 years have been a lot. Mm -hmm. They've been a oh, lot. Yes. If we honest, they've been a mm -hmm. lot. But guess what? Mm -hmm. Still here. Yep. We are still, still here. here. Mm -hmm. We are still Thank here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and it's so funny because people always, because, you know, while we're in rehearsals and, and, and singing, people always, you know, I'm always the first one to shout. Mm -hmm. Always, mm -hmm. always the first one boohoo and crying, but because people don't know your story, yes. right. you know what I mean? They don't know what you've been through. They don't mm -hmm. know what it's taken for you to still stand strong. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I'm grateful because I get my strength from y'all. Like, I wouldn't have been able to be this strong if it wasn't for y'all. Growing up, like, listen, these babies, especially Gwen with that heavy hand. <laughs> y'all, I remember coming from preschool. See? I remember coming from pre. I remember it vividly. Because as much as I talk now, I've always talked this much. <laughs> yes. yes. Literally, yeah. I have always talked this, this much. I've always had good grades, but then the teachers would be like, um, Miss Murphy, Yolanda still tries to talk over me in class. Mm-hmm. Like, all, I've always been this way. I'm just mm-hmm. grateful for the gift. Um, <laughs> but I remember in preschool, I would always like when my mom, I mean, when my dad would want to spank me if I got in trouble because it wasn't real because he loved me so much. Yeah, right. But this one with this heavy hand, y'all, listen, where you think I get it from? If I ever whoop your child, that's why, because of her. <laughs> but it's a good thing. I'm grateful. So now that we're on this other side, four years out for you, Dad. Three years out for me on BJ, five years, which is amazing. Um, so how are you feeling about it? What, I mean, do you think about it often? Nope. I love it. Yes. Mm. Like, do you have any, <clears throat> excuse me, like thoughts like of it coming back or something else happening? No, because when I go to the doctor and I get a PSA. No, what's a PSA? Well, that's a... Prostate something? Check check on your prostate, see how it's going. The levels? The levels. Okay. Mine come back a point oh 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 one, and that's good. It should be nothing, nothing there. there. <laughs> <laughs> no prostate there. So yes, we need the point in the zeros. Okay. Because if if it's if it's something come back, something's up. It is PSA will be up. Okay, so that's good. See, that's how they knew that I had cancer. Okay, yeah. Cause my PSA was was high, mm-hmm. but then it went up. Mm. I think it go up back to a. Three point, mm. I think a three point something. Mm. Mine went up to about a six point nine oh, my or, or seven. Okay. Then did a biopsy, mm-hmm. and then they found out I had it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then from here, um, you get checked how how often? Once a year. Once a year. Well, okay. I got a new doctor, so I go. To, um, so far, I'm going twice a year, every okay. six months. Okay. Some of the um, cancer survivors that I've spoken to. Um, talk about like having to go back like i think right now i go every six months every four to six months i think it is um but some people go every year and they they get nervous because they're like well in a year like stuff can pop off stuff can happen but i guess they they trust the treatments and stuff they did so i mean we all know (laughs) we all know they practice medicine however i'm not on no treatment well, yeah, you don't have a prostate. You don't need to be. <laughs> you don't have a prostate. Oh, my goodness. Um, but that's a good thing, though, and I think that was a really good decision. Um, so you wouldn't have to have lingering thoughts and, you know, because I still have my breasts, just in case y'all was wondering. Um, and it's always a lingering thought for me. And I have, as my doctor, what did Dr. Diego used to always say? You have a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wanted to do a reduction. No, she did. She kept pushing. I was like, no, I like them. They're me. <laughs> I've had them since I was a toddler. No, thank you. Um but it's always a worry in the back of my mind and me on B, me and on BJ talked about it mm. and how it's always a concern like every ache everything you feel you think mm. that's what it, what it is. is yeah because here's the thing even if with breast cancer even if you were to remove the breast you can still get breast cancer yeah, yeah. you can that's still true. get it okay. um mm. and that's why I really wasn't a big proponent for it cuz I'm like I can still get it it's not a better mm-hmm. chance mm-hmm. it's not cuz I know someone right now who has a nonprofit um, shout out to Shay Sharp. Hey girl, how you doing? And she had breast cancer at 26 and 36. Mm-hmm. At 26, she had both of them removed, but it came back mm-hmm. in the same exact spot on her chest wall. Mm-hmm. So listen, you got to do your research, which is why yeah, I said earlier, true. it's good to know all of your options. 
um, and not just go with what they think is best because it might not be what's best for you. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's, that's good. True. Um, and then, mom, what do you think? Like, how 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 has it been for you thus far? I still think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, still in the back of my mind and praying that you know, especially a when you hear somebody healing, else healing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you hear different things. Uh, you know, just just to hear people that had breast had cancer it and, and it came back, back mm-hmm. so it's still there in the back of my mind, and I continue to pray mm-hmm. for complete healing. Mm-hmm. And um, and I know he he can do it absolutely. So, you know, I just trust it. Oh, yes. It's done. It's already done. Mm-hmm. I got too much life to live, Annie. Listen. Mm-hmm. Listen. That's right. But, so guys, these are my parents. <laughs> if you haven't been able to tell, we are complete jokesters. I mean, we, we're serious when we need to be, especially when we always look at her like, what is going on? Are you all right? Like, we're just laughing and joking. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely wanted, <clears throat> excuse me, both of them on... As you can already tell, because they're both they're both warriors um, in their own right. They're both both very strong, and a lot of people like think of me as an anomaly. Not an anomaly, but they're like you've gone through so much, and you're like, oh, I want to help other people, and I want to do this. But they are the reason why. They are the reason why that I have a podcast and I feel strong enough to talk about my own story. Got y'all? Because there's gonna be more story. Don't worry about it. There's gonna be seasons. There's <laughs> there's more story to tell, but. In my breast cancer journey specifically, these two right here took care of me. I mean, dad was still on the mend as well, but you know, wasn't mommy feeding us though? Like every time I turned around now, y'all, I had four rounds of chemo from the end of April to July. My last chemo was July 1st, man. I was eating steak and potato. Like I was the only one in the cancer ward that was gaining weight. Like literally (laughs) I gained weight and my doctor was like, Oh, I see you're gaining weight. I was like, oh my gosh. He was like, no, that's good. He was like, no, do not try to lose. Don't do anything. That is, I mean, this baby. We making what? Shakes and protein shakes. Listen, she was feeding me everything. Okay. Wedding soup was always on the the menu. The very first day after chemo. What'd you say? That was for me. No, it was for us. Don't do that. Yes. Don't do that. Um, but then, thank you, Mom, because I always tell people how amazing you were. Because after every chemo, mm-hmm. we did something. Like, she didn't let me sit at home. She didn't let me sit and, you know, wallow mm-hmm. in it. <clears throat> like, the very first time, I think we went and got Manny Petties. Um, yeah, that's true. It was either after the first one or the second one. Um, another, no, I think after the first one, we went to the farmer's market. And remember, I wanted kettle corn. Yeah. And she was like, okay, come on. Now, mind you, it's the summertime, y'all. I'm hot. I was like, mom, I just got done with chemo. I just want to get some flowers and some tomatoes. And I was like, you know what? But I'm, I was grateful for that. So we went to Farber's Market. We went and got Manny Petties. Um, one time, like, I, I did all of my chemos on a Friday. That Sunday, we were at the um, arts festival. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. Like, I was never sitting still, and I'm grateful because it it never Mm -hmm. allowed me to wallow Mm -hmm. in what was going on. Now, there were a few days where I had such bad headaches. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get out of bed. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. what you say, Mom? I was worried about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Listen, I'll take the headaches, though, over Mm -hmm. everything else. I was not nauseous. I I didn't get dizzy. I I used to get migraines because of, you know, the hyperthyroidism um, I had before, but... Now, how's that now? That's Oh, I don't have it. It's in remission. No, yeah. it was in remission even be- before that. Right? Yeah, even before that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was grateful. I didn't have to take the medicine mm-hmm. anymore or anything. That's great because mm-hmm. that's usually a, a lifetime I know. Thing. That's what the doctor yeah. was saying. She had mm-hmm. to say to me, she said, um, 
we've had you off the medicine. I think I stopped taking the medicine in like 09. And she was like, we've had you off the medicine X amount of time. She was like, I don't think you need to see me anymore. Mm. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Because I, then I started seeing her again after the diagnosis just to make oh, sure that right. my levels were good. Because mm -hmm. one of my triggers when I did have hyperthyroidism was stress. And it would make my hormone levels mm -hmm. just skyrocket. And then I would go into a thyroid storm and all of this stuff, stuff would happen. So, But after a while, she was like, no, you're good. You mm -hmm. haven't been on the medicine yeah. for you know X amount of time. So, yeah, no. It, that was definitely That's something good. I followed up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has been amazing. I have one mm -hmm. more question for each of you. Um, so, Dad. Yes. If you could tell a man out there, not just with prostate cancer, but if you could tell a male that is dealing with cancer something to, like, uplift them or something, like a bit of advice, what would you tell him? Well... I don't know. Depends on what can depends on what cancer he has. That's the only way I can speak about is what I have. Well, speak about what you got. If he if he's talking about he's having problems going to the bathroom, first thing I would tell him, mm -hmm. go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. I said, cause I remember when we was at Greater Allen, mm -hmm. this one guy um, Booker's uh, wife's son. Mm -hmm. He was telling me he had a. Uh, he had to go for a prostate checkup. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him, go ahead and get it. Mm -hmm. He didn't go. Mm. I don't think he went to today. I think he's having problems. Mm. But okay. you got to go get yourself checked out. Okay. And Put your pride behind you. Absolutely. And that's another thing. Yeah. I mean, male egos are a whole trip Watch and a half. Watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> their, whole, their, their ego is a whole entity by itself. Um, and what would you tell them in, in regards to being strong? Like what got you through? I mean, of course your faith, but was there anything else? What got me through? Cause I, uh, I didn't fight it. Mm -hmm. See, some of them will fight it. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't want to go. Mm -hmm. Then they go for this. This ain't me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get no more treatment or nothing like that. Yeah. A but, lot of people become non-compliant. We were just yeah. having that conversation mm -hmm. too. Yes. I would do anything to save my own life. Like, yes. wh what in the world? So you guys hear that? Go to the doctor if you see something's wrong. And, you know, stay positive. Yeah. And don't fight it. Do your treatments. Take your medicine. Right. Do what you need to do. Your life is, is that important. Amen. Amen to God. Mm -hmm. So, Mom, mm -hmm. question for you. As a co-survivor of both me and Daddy, what bit of information would you share with someone, whether it's a, a, a spouse or a daughter, um, what bit of information would you share to help someone be able to face it? Like face being a caregiver of, of someone with cancer. Well, I just think that um, inner strength mm. shows up mm -hmm. no matter what. I mean, you know, I, I go back to even when, he had his accident. Daddy had his accident. Mom was Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. I just bring all that mm -hmm. up. See, and how, we ain't how, even tell the whole story. We got so yeah. much, but go ahead. How God makes things work. Mm -hmm. And um, you just have to be there no matter what it is. And you get that inner strength mm -hmm. no matter what. And he gives it to you. Absolutely. It's not yourself, mm -hmm. none of your own self, but right. it's only because... He will give you what you need to do what you need to do Absolutely. at the time you need to do it. Absolutely. So, so inner strength. Inner strength. Is and would definitely. you, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, would you sh- suggest um, for caregivers or co-work- co-workers, co-survivors <laughs> um, to seek help themselves or like see like a therapist or would you suggest anything that on a tangible level would be mm-hmm. um, helpful? I, th- I think that's good. I actually think it's good um, to seek the help. Mm-hmm that you need because you don't know exactly what you need to do to help that person that is going through. Right. Right. So you need, um, you need help with that. Mm -hmm. I I think it's, it's something that a a person is caring for a caregiver Mm -hmm. needs that help mental health. Mm -hmm. If especially if they don't have the Lord in their right. life. Absolutely. And everyone doesn't. <laughs> yes, so definitely, right. definitely seek some help. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think if we could wrap up what you're saying is find your inner strength. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're saved and you believe in God, find it in him. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, whatever you believe in, find it, mm-hmm. um, dig it up because your strength is there. You have to find it and it's, you have to lean on it. And then um, also seek help. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you are a caregiver or if you are a co-survivor, you need help just like they need help. Support. 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 Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and believe you me, there are a lot of organizations that that do that. So thank you so much, guys. (laughs) You're welcome. Guys, these are my parents. (laughs) I love them so much. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, definitely hit me up either in the comments or again, hashtag TEJ podcast. I hope something that we've said has resonated with you. I hope you were able to pick up some nuggets um, along the way. Again, these are my parents. They are absolutely amazing and awesome. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. All right, guys, as always, you'll catch me walking the survivor side of life. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.